Hello, friends, and welcome to the Point of Hope podcast. My name is Steve, and this broadcast is brought to you by the Point of Hope Apostolic Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, where brighter days begin. Today, we're continuing in our series, Kingdom Principles, and leading our study today is the senior pastor at Point of Hope, Mr. Stephen Gossage. Pastor, welcome. What can you teach us today? Thank you, Steve. I feel like every time that you do that, give me that intro, I feel like I want to say, good morning, good afternoon, good <laughs> we're evening. We're coming to you live. <laughs> and if you sit tight, we'll do traffic and weather on the fives. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> oh, thank you. For, I'm glad to be here. I love this uh, principle series that we're talking about currently yeah, it's during stuff. our podcast. It's some good feedback, too. Yes, we have. We've got a lot of great feedback. And thank you for those of you that are listening. If you could, just help us out. Number one, give us a like, and you'll hear more about that, but give us a like, uh, give us some ratings, five-star rating would be preferable, and if you just let people know, give ask three people, do you like podcasts? I got a good one for you, (laughs) and then hand that off. We are in this series, the Principled Series, and we're talking about principles of Christian growth, or Christian living, I should say, and we're going to talk about Christian growth or spiritual growth today. And I think for the next few podcasts, because we've got a lot of content and we've had a lot of conversation off podcast to talk about it, so we want to share this with you, the listener. Let's start with Second Peter 1, 1 through 11. Again, we're talking about the principles of Christian living is our series, and we're going to talk about spiritual growth. Simon Peter, servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. Now this is good right here. That's a good foundation, but listen to this. Verse 5 says, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue, knowledge, and to your knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness. Did you see how that he built upon that stuff right there? You can almost and, see the cycle turning there. It's like a, like a flow chart. Almost. Yes, exactly right. I think of it more like a sandwich. He's building <laughs> a nice sandwich there. Yeah, I need extra temperance on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Verse 7 says, And to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you, you ready? And abound. Not only be in you, but they're strong and they abound. The Bible says that they'll make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's powerful. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if these, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. Powerful. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly, unto the everlasting kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. And again, that was Second Peter one one through eleven. I'd like to just give you a couple more verses sure. to make this our foundation for our next few podcasts. Second Peter three and eighteen says. 
to the reader, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory now and forever. Amen. Ephesians 4 and 5 says, but speaking the truth and love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. And there we have three different circumstances in the New Testament that talks about growth and the, and the ingredients that makes abounding positive growth that we read in uh, the first text there. So our focus thought is basically that it is essential for every believer in the church and the church by itself, corporately and individually, there needs to be some growth, and that during that growth, there is a fruitful, fruitful growth that comes, I'm saying growth 15 times here, but <laughs> that it's fruitful in every good work and in every good virtue. So in other words, you got to grow. There has to be growth in your life. Sure. I always say this as a pastor, and I want to start off with everything with this idea that I, I tell people, um, if you're in the same place that you were this time last year, spiritually speaking, that you are struggling and there is something that you are doing wrong. If your faith hasn't grown, if your understanding hasn't grown, if your prayer life hasn't grown, if, if your dedication in your fasting and your Bible reading, if that has not grown, it's been the same, there's a problem there. So growth is an issue. I want to say this to some people. It's just like this in the natural, and I'm going to use a lot of natural uh, comparisons here. Sure. It's like when you're going through school in every grade. You can't, you can't go to fourth grade if you don't master the things that are important in the third grade. It's the same thing in the spiritual. If you are not mastering these things that should be the quote-unquote third grade, you're not going to advance farther. Yeah, the foundational and, things, the precepts. Right, the precepts, uh, yes, exactly. And so if there's not a strength in that, it's not a, if there's not a, uh, an embracing of that, an investment of getting better in those, right. I mean, you can't understand. Here we go. If you can't understand algebra, and geometry, if you haven't mastered the basics of addition and subtraction, division and multiplication. I mean, it's just that's a simple thought, really. But it, this is what we're talking about in these podcasts. Well, you know, and I've heard you break it down even more simply than that. Mm -hmm. You know, if uh, if you have a two year old. Yes, and I, she, and and I she, do. And she doesn't if she hasn't grown an inch, gained a pound, uh, spoken another word. Right. At her three year checkup. And she did it her two-year checkup. Well, there, there's a problem. Right. We call it a failure to launch. Yeah. There's a problem there. If there's, yes. uh, if there's something there that there's not, there's, a there's something in us naturally, physically, that causes us to grow. Obviously, sure. our, we change, our face changes, our hands get bigger, and we get taller and all these things, and our mental capacity gets greater, or at least that's what we hope. <laughs> but again, I mean, just like you said, from one year to the next, especially when you're young and there's no growth, that means there's something going on inside yep. that's a problem. Well, that's much more difficult to see as an adult, too. So be careful with that. Yeah, absolutely. 
When a child stops growing, it's a cause for alarm. Right. I, I've been told before, Steve, and I am uh, I am in my fifties now, uh, but I still think that I'm in I'm in my twenties. <laughs> and uh, of course, my body says no. You're <laughs> no, you can't do that no yeah, more. Yeah, your hair's like uh uh-uh. uh. No, no, <laughs> yeah, the, no. the hairline especially. <laughs> but uh, I've been told, you know, you need to grow up, Steve, because I do some things, and I'm going back to. Uh, my high school and childhood and all that. I'm not trying to buy a Maserati. I'm just going back mm-hmm. to some things that just made me happy when I was a kid. And my wife just kind of chuckles at me. Um, but we've probably been told sometime in our life that we need to grow up. And so, as I said, growth is a vital sign of life. Yep. And we've said this. So in addition to physical growth, mental growth, uh, emotional growth, the the true barometer is that there is a a growing of understanding on many levels. And I know this is not deep listener. We're getting there, I promise. But the fact of life is, if healthy, both physically and emotionally, we can't help but grow. So growth is not it's not the end all, but it is the response of doing the things on a daily basis. You know, the end, you know, the two to three year checkup that you referenced just a minute ago, the year, the day one of being two, all the way through to 364 days, there needs to be something that's done constantly that would cause at the end of it, when you get your three year checkup, that something has happened in between there. Sure. I think that's simple. So, again, this is another concept that I want to bring home to our understanding before we really get into the meat of the teaching, is that if healthy, there needs to be growth. And we don't see it while we're doing it. I notice when I see pictures of my daughter, and and you're a father, and you've got your children, and you really don't see it as it happened on a daily basis. That's true. Right? But you see it when you look back like a year or two, and you go, wow. There's a lot of growth there. Like, oh, I missed that little. <laughs> yes, and I'm in that moment. I'm right? definitely in that moment also. <laughs> <laughs> but we can see. But in the moment when we feed them breakfast, lunch, dinner, and we take them to school and all that, and we bring them home, and then we put them to bed, and we teach them whatever we can, however we can when we're with them, we don't see it in the day. We don't see it in that day. We may not even see it in that week. But in the end, when the process – so again – I just want to tell somebody what we're saying in spiritual growth comes from not in the day, not in the daily understanding of what's going on right in your life, growth, but you'll see it when you look back. It's like a diet. I feel like I'm in a perpetual diet anymore. If one day I fail, you don't just say, well, that's the whole month of January. Yep, scrap it. That's it. I'll get into February like we do. Because mm-hmm. then there's no, lo- there's, no, there's no loss there. There's no growth, as it were. Mm-hmm. But what we need to do is that when we don't, I guess, micro, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is when you look at it in a small way, when you say, well, today there wasn't as much as I can discern, the next day I'll do what it takes to get there. Now, I don't want to get caught in the quicksand here, but this fundamental principle of life is true in every natural sense, and it's true even spiritually. New believers, that's what we're talking about, are fully alive in Christ, but when they receive the Holy Ghost, they lack spiritual maturity. 
And that's why I like what Second Peter 3 and 18 said. Peter said, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So it starts with grace. And we've been talking about grace around here at Point of Hope. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. It's God's grace that allows us to be in his presence and his, to be in his uh, uh, flow of the Spirit. And these are the things that we want. So with all of that said, believers have in your spiritual DNA has the thing that causes you to grow. So quite simply, if you're praying, if you're reading the word, if you're doing the things in fellowship, you're being in, you're faithful to the house of God and you're tithing and you're in your attendance, in your worship, in your being a being a, a testimony giver, as it were, all of these things, you'll see growth at the end of it. You won't see it during the day, but you'll see it at the end of the year, as it were. And that's what we want us to get a hold of. And that's how we're going to be successful as Christians. We need to have for growth a proper atmosphere for proper growth. And we also need the proper elements to take in that creates a proper growth. So, so another, like, a, like a stable home and a solid diet. Well, that's it. That's exactly right. And it's the same in the spiritual. Yeah. You've got to have an atmosphere in, in the proper headspace of, of what you're doing with God, and then you've got to take in the right things because we are what we eat, as they tell us. Sure. And we are what we consume in the spirit. That's why it's very dangerous that we get a hold of people that I'm talking about uh, these televangelists or things mm. like that, because there's a lot of voices out there, TikTok and Facebook, and everybody's got an opinion. Not everybody's right. Uh, but well, and that's a good point, watching what you consume on a spiritual level, because there's a lot of things going on today that you watch, listen to, read that you may not even know are as destructive and devastating as they are. That's exactly right, and it will, it will take you down the wrong road, and it'll cause you to have a love for something that you shouldn't be loving. Yeah, you got to watch what you let in your house. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I've talked, gosh, 10, almost 15 minutes just about that concept, but we haven't even got into the meat But again, of it. it's the first grade. So now we got to, you know, we can't go to second grade <laughs> right. until we understand that first right, grade. Right, right. we got to build upon what we we're do, talking we about. Do. So growth, why spiritual maturity and growth is important. Why is that? Well, let's, let's look at the scriptures here. According as his divine power hath given us unto all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be, be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust, Second Peter 1, 3, and 4. We read that. So when we mature and grow in the Spirit, we escape the corruption of the world, i.e., as we grow and mature in Christ, we begin to diminish those things of the world in us. And God has promised to supply us with the necessary ingredients for a normal spiritual growth, Steve. He's told us that we are to develop into the likeness of his image. 2 Corinthians 3 and 18 says, But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, and are changed unto the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of our Lord. So, as we were talking about, in this, all forms of life require two things to thrive, right? We need, as we said, a conducive environment, and we need good nutrition. 
Whether it be a plant or animal life, it has to be surrounded with the proper supporting elements for life and growth. We know warmth, moisture, light, the right elemental chemistry that's going on. It must also have food. We know a plant absorbs food material and converts it to growth. We know that it's, again, it's a concept here. So if you're never in the house of God and you're never exposing yourself to what truth is, you're not going to grow. You're not going to grow properly. In fact, I'm not going to be funny. I'm not trying to be funny, but you will deform. You will be deformed in some way, spiritually speaking. So what, what the devil wants to do in our lives is that I don't think he wants us to receive the Holy Ghost. I don't think he wants us to be baptized in Jesus' name. I don't think he wants that. But I don't think that's his greatest uh, weapon against us. It's not that you receive it. It's the fact that do you, can you grow from it? Do you use it and actually become what you're supposed to be in Christ? See, if he can deform you, as it were, if he can change you, um, and I know this is very strong language, and I apologize. The devil's, I just want to say this very strongly, that I am diametrically opposed to abortion. Oh, yeah, there's no question. 100,000% against. 60 million lives cry out in agreement with that. Yes, I'm against it, and if that causes you to go to another podcast, I'm sorry, but see you later. This is where I stand. So with that said, the devil, he doesn't care when a man and a woman comes together and creates the child. He wants to stop it, not from being born, but to being what it's supposed to be. And so spiritually speaking, he doesn't want you to be be filled with the Holy Ghost or baptized in Jesus' name, sure. But he doesn't want you. So if he can stop you from growing, if he can get something else in your mindset or in your your ear cavity, as it were, (laughs) getting you to listening to something outside of truth and you can be deformed or it'll change your proper growth, and that's what he wants. Well, doesn't that sidetrack us? I mean, if we're created in the image of God and we're we're striving to be in the image of our creator, then any deformity blemishes that image and becomes a tarnish on your spiritual life. That's exactly right. Now, God can heal us. Oh, absolutely. As it were. Absolutely. We can always come back. Right. Spiritually speaking, we can be healed from it, but it does stunt your growth. Sure. It slows down. And, and, you know, when you're slowed down from things, I get frustrated when I come into, you know, they're doing road work, and I'm going, my Lord, I'm trying to get to my location. That happened to me today. Did it really? I had to go a different way. Well, they were cutting trees down. I'm like, I don't even want to mess with that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm not saying that's not legitimate. Please understand what we're saying. However... By and large, when there's just some guys that just, you know, the lights go out. You know how they go. And everybody's struggling. Do you go? Do I go to? Whatever it is, I'm, I'm talking in that sense. But when I'm trying to get to a location and I'm delayed and detoured, I'm frustrated. Sure. And it may be because I chose, I chose to go that way. To the location, knowing that there's 20 other different ways to get there. But I chose to go this way, and I get frustrated. Imagine, spiritually speaking, you're trying to get to that location that God wants you to be, and you chose this direction on how to do this. You chose maybe not to go to church all the time. You chose not to be a faithful and cheerful giver. And you're frustrated with God, and God said, you chose this way. So 
So proper growth has to be intentional. So do you think that all, all of the ways that we could be stunted, do you think those are all as a, a response to an intentional choice that we've made? Do you think that sometimes there are things that just act upon us or are we willfully choosing every time? Because I think sometimes I, I like get somewhere and it's like, how did I even get here? Yeah. No, I don't think it's every time because the Bible talks about, and I don't want to get into that long discourse, sure. but you know, things happen, right? It rains on the just and the unjust. Not everything is... I wouldn't say everything, but I would say a lot of things... Um, we do put it on ourselves. Yeah, and I don't want to diminish accountability because, right. uh, I mean, uh, if you're a, a spirit-filled believer, when you're doing wrong, you know it. You you right. know it because you feel it. Right. But uh, again, there just are some times there where I'm like, why Why did I do, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Right. And these aren't like big sins, big errors. It's right. just little things. Uh, you know, I'll say something to a coworker and I'm like, why did I say it that yeah. way? You know, I, was I... I wasn't living it in that minute. Why? Right. Yeah, no, I think that's what we're talking about. Because it's not ingrained enough in me yet? No, I, well, I think just maturity, that's all. Yeah. You just know the right things on when to say, right? And it's I'm, again, please understand, we're talking about spiritual application here. But you just know the right things at the right time because you're led by the Spirit of God. And sometimes we're not, and we choose not to, and we'd rather just engage our mouth rather than our mind and, the, <laughs> and our heart and the Holy Ghost. And we'll say and do things, and we go, golly. And I say it all the time, why did I say that? Yeah. Because I chose to get out of of center, as it were, and kind of do my thing and think that I need, like, as if God needs my help, I go ahead and try to put a little bit of Steve in this, this yeah. Steve, rather, and uh, it doesn't go off right. And, and then I go, man, I should have knew better than yeah, do that. Those moments where I'm like, you know, I shouldn't say this, and then I say it. Right. <laughs> Right. And so then, I knew. <laughs> and then we go back to, yeah. what do I need to do better? Yes. How could I do it differently next time? Now, that's growth. Yeah. That's what we're talking that's about. That's the growth. Because you're going to fail. You're yeah. going to make a mistake. Um, you're in the flesh. You're going to be in the flesh until you're not. Yeah. And and it's, when, it's just hard not to get caught in those moments sometimes. Well, so if it's a constant thing, then it's, it's a problem. Sure. So I guess what we're saying with proper spiritual growth is if if you do something like that, we're talking about a space of conversation, you say that thing, and you go, man, why did I say that? The problem is if you say it again and there's not been any time, you know, you just say it again, yeah. and you're like, what a clown. Why did I do that again? <laughs> no, the growth that we're talking about is that you go, I'm going to be more wiser with my words. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be very more clear in how I'm saying that, and that's growth. Now, will you say something dumb again? Probably, but we hope that there's some time passed and the context changed. Sure, I hope that makes sense. It does. But, yeah. It does. Yeah. I didn't mean to get you off track. You know, it's yeah. good conversation. This is what we're talking about. You, uh, this is probably what our listeners are thinking. Same thing. And I and I want to not talk so pie in the sky. I want to talk about real. Uh, 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 well, I need real application for, application. for my day. Yes, know? yes, that's what we want. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to make, or rather I'm trying to make this more down to earth as opposed to spiritual speaking. So we talked about two proper requirements of growth, and I know that we're running out of time. Oh, my goodness. Um, the first requirement for proper growth, as we talked about, was nourishment. The Bible talks about that bread 
Uh, bread was a staple food in Bible times. In fact, it's used several times in the Word. For instance, Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness to turn the stones into bread. Jesus declared in his rebuff that physical food is insufficient to grow the whole man. He said on another occasion, but he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Matthew 4 and 4. Paul exhorted the church at Corinth, I have fed you with milk and with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. 1 Corinthians 3 and 2. So as the Christians grow, they are to expand their spiritual diet, right? You don't need just always to hear the pastor preach, but you need to hear people that are Holy Ghost filled. Junk food has become so rampant and cheap in North America and cheap. Some say we're the most overfed and undernourished people on earth. Sadly, this is the same thing with spiritual diets. It's far too too much prevalent on the people, especially the church in North America, how that we are we're so willing to, to get the little cheap meal rather than to be in the house of God and to hear the, the man, or in this case, I believe that uh, the woman is speaking, maybe it's in special service or whatever, to hear the word of God preached and, to, and taught in the right way. So well, that's such a good, a good analogy. You know, that's a good, because the, you know, to, to dovetail with that, the cheap stuff is more available. Right. It's cheaper. It doesn't, it doesn't, co- if it, do- it there's no caught. You, you know what I mean? It, it costs me more right. to buy the cut fruit and the cut vegetables than it does just to take the easy road and get the little Debbie. Right. You know, there's no investment on my side on that. Right. Oh. Right. Yeah. There, that's exactly, you caught exactly what I'm trying to say. Mm. Uh, the second requirement, and I have to hurry because I know we're up against it here. The second requirement for proper growth is the proper environment. Second Corinthians 9, 8 through 11 says, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye, always having all sufficiency and all things, may abound to every good work as it is written. He hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. So the world we live in is just not the best environment for finding wholesome influences. Yeah. Am I right? Absolutely. Man. There are negative influences everywhere. Scriptures warn us that our adversary is like a lion trying to, to seeking whom he may devour, First Peter 5 and 8. So I want us to know that having a proper environment for spiritual growth requires, as we just said, a deliberate effort on our part. We have to be, again, as the word goes, intentional. Yep. If we pursue, we can pursue it if we find uh, spiritual a spiritual place that is right for nurturing spiritual growth, i.e. the house of God. Hebrews 10 and 25 references that the church provides a safe haven for Christians. That's why church attendance is vital. It's critical for spiritual growth. Through church attendance, we receive biblical teaching, godly fellowship, edification by spiritual gifts, opportunities to minister, and the opportunity for corporate worship, i.e., it is the proper environment. Yeah. 
Mom and dad, making our homes a shelter from the evils of this world is another way to facilitate proper spiritual growth. And that's found in Philippians 4 and 8, Titus 2, 1 through 5. And finally, and I'm going to close on this, frequently reading the Word of God protects our minds from the false philosophies of the world. Paul wrote to the believers in Philippi, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So, Steve, we just talked about the foundational understanding, the environment, and then the proper uh, nutrition that spiritual growth happens in a Christian. Uh, I'm going to stop there, and we'll talk next time about areas of growth and how that there are nine areas of growth that we need to be doing on a spiritual level. Yeah, good stuff, good yeah. stuff. And just remember, you need to be in church. You know, I got some people that say, oh, well, I have a relationship with Jesus and I don't need to be in a building. Right. And, you know, you can think that's true, but we just told you why it's not. So you need to be in a church. I'd love for it to be this church, but you need to be in a church. And that's all the time we have for this study today. I pray this was a blessing for you and that you will join us as we continue to study God's Word. You can find this and all of our episodes at pohpodcast.com along with links to your favorite streaming platforms. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and enable notifications so you don't miss any of our content. And please send a link to a friend. Share it on social media. You can like our Point of Hope Facebook page, or you can find the Point of Hope podcast on YouTube. Finally, if you have any questions or comments, please email them to pohcontent at gmail.com, and we will respond when we are able. Thank you, Pastor, for leading us today, and thank you all for listening.